Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Oh, I, I, I was just, you know, a little bit. I, you I, sound so low. I did. I did. I did. Well, man, we, we are here on, <laughs> on, on the most holiest of weeks as we uh, gear up for the Christmas uh, uh, Christmas holiday, really. Is this, is this Christmas week? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, cue the, the you know, jingle bells and all that kind of stuff. You know, every single year we kind of have a holiday themed episode, a Christmas episode. That's right. We've done all kinds of different things. We've done Heroes of the Bowl where we talk about, you know, Frosty the Snowman and Santa Claus. Yeah. Two of the biggest icons of Christmas and two of the biggest icons of Piped you know That's what I mean? Right. Like existing in this space. And That's we've right. Referenced before that uh, you know that that the corncob pipe in particular is something that is layered throughout the uh, the kind of American holiday tradition. Yeah. From, from all the way starting in Halloween here to uh, to Christmas and just this wonderful holiday season that we find ourselves in. But man, we are here. A Christmas day is nearly upon us. And what better way to celebrate than with the Country Squire Radio Christmas special, right? That's right. That's right. Of course, we do this every year and are so uh, so glad to come together this time. Yeah, I thought we'd do something a little different this year. I mean, we've done fun things. You know, we've had Brian Levine on and all that kind of stuff. I'm Brian, excited about this. Brian's been on our show way too much in the last several weeks. I, I mean, agree. let's be real with I that. Th- we need a fast. We need a we need a Brian Levine fast. <laughs> Never again. Until we do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. We Brian's had... like one of those things you, you try to wash your hands and, and it... And he just doesn't quite what rub off. You know I literally I mean? had to change my mic cover. You know, I, I don't was, know if you noticed that this morning. No, you did. <laughs> I could smell the man. Some, some things you just can't wash off. You know what I mean? Anyway. All right. Enough about him. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. All right. So here's what we're going to do this year, kids. This is going to be great. So I need you all to enter into the theater of the mind, right? Close your eyes. Maybe uh, hopefully. Actually, you know, what? before you close your eyes, make sure your pipes well lit. Okay. Pack your pipe. Pull your car over to the side of the road. Yeah. Hopefully you're not driving, <laughs> but maybe you are. Maybe you are. So if you're driving then you know don't uh, don't follow some of this stuff but for for most of you i want you to be sitting back in that easy chair in front of a crackling fire i want you to have your pipe at the ready pack it up with some premium pipe tobacco maybe a little bit of a, a christmas blend would be appropriate but really whatever you would enjoy and sit back and relax as we take you into the world of a christmas carol country squire radio edition mm. Twas the night before Christmas. No, no, wait. that's twas the night before Christmas. That's what I, I get. The that- Marleys were dead to begin with, <laughs> which is not an appropriate first line for this particular Christmas carol, but is an epic first line of a story. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's true. It's Char- Charles Dickens knew what he was talking about. No, I want to tell the story of a Chromedian tobacconist in Jackson, Mississippi. This Scrooge individual going back and forth between his shop, hunched over on a daily basis. Everyone in the shop once knew him to be the jolly old John David Cole, but lately these days they've just referred to him as Scrooge. (laughs) Something within him has started to lose the flair, the pizzazz, if you will. He once was someone who cranked out the most amazing pipe tobacco, celebrated amongst the, the lands far-reaching. But these days, he just put all the work on Tiny Quinn, the intern. <laughs> Every single day, he would come to the shop oh, demanding Quinn. more. But Quinn would just continue to uh, put out amazing pipe tobacco after amazing pipe tobacco after amazing pipe tobacco in the cold of Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> 
which is never cold. In the extreme heat of Jackson, Mississippi's <laughs> December, each day, Tiny Quinn would ask, Please, please, Mr. Cole, can we please turn on the air conditioning? <laughs> and old Scrooge John David Cole would say, No, no, it wastes valuable electricity. <laughs> Well, Make more pipe tobacco so we can pay the electricity bill. <laughs> well, as the holiday season continued oh, on hilarious. and the day of Christmas became closer, Quinn the intern asked, Please, please, Master Cole, would it be possible to get Christmas Day off? I've been making pipe tobacco nonstop for you. The whale song is well past gone, and all kinds of <laughs> ideas that are coming to me are sweating out from the heat of December because it's Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> Scrooge John David Cole oh, said, Ah, bah, humbug. Be here all the earlier the next day, sending Tiny Quinn hobbling out the front door. <laughs> Well, that very night, it was decided that something was wrong. He was visited by the ghost of his podcasting partner, who was not actually dead, so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But let's just say that I was, right? John David, this is Bo. You were once a celebrated tobacconist, and you have lost the vigor. And you're Bo, like, is that you? It looks like you haven't showered. Yeah. <laughs> I have invented holographic technology from Houston, and I am visiting you on our first alpha test of this new technology, but that's beside the point. You must find your love of tobacco again. Tonight, you will be visited by three spirits. A tobacco spirit of the past, a tobacco spirit of the future, and a tobacco spirit of the present. But maybe but not, not, in not, that not, not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's really me, because I don't know how time works. Well, Scrooge. Mick- He's such a clown. <laughs> this is great. Old Scrooge John David Cole just said, Bo, humbug. No. <laughs> I have lost my vigor for my tobacco. There is no love I shall find. Also, when you say the spirits of these pipe tobaccos, will they be personified or will they just be tobaccos I can talk about because this is a podcast and that's what I would imagine we would do. And I said, oh, yes, they're just the tobaccos. They'll just kind of uh, randomly appear and you'll, you'll, you'll talk about it. <laughs> and you're like, ah, Bo, humbug. Well, John David went to bed. And oh, my goodness. When the first clock struck one. I need, I need to smoke. <laughs> You're going with me. That's what I, that's what I, I appreciate. I'm, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. We're, we're all enjoying this. This is great. When the first clock struck one, John David Cole was woken up from his bed, and there, glowing right next to him on his desk, was the first pipe tobacco of tobacco's past. Tobacco's past. John David, as we think back to some of the pipe tobaccos that have disappeared from history, those that are no longer available, when you think about what tickles your fancy, what ultimately speaks to you, what is a pipe tobacco? That would really help to reinvigorate you, thinking about one of the greats that is no longer with us. And now as we transition from fiction into semi-reality. Wait, wait, this wasn't fiction. This was prophecy. (laughs) (laughs) Pipe tobacco's Christmas. Christmas pipe tobacco's past. Um, This is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very proud of this. Yeah, no, this is is great. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Uh, So, and and it's morning and uh, anyway... um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, when I cannot, and let's just be, everyone probably knows what's coming. I I cannot think about tobaccos of Christmas past 
without thinking about the red label and gold seal yeah of christmas cheer yes. I, I can't it yeah. is no, it is true. it is important as much as i'd like to bring up a different tobacco or maybe something from an, an, another brick and mortar tobacconist for this um when i think about christmas time and i think about the tradition that the pipe dovetails with, with with this time of year and 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 the beauty of it the wonder of it the majesty and how even for i mean again we're you know christmas is not just for christian it's celebrated by everybody it's just kind of i know it's a, it's a massive cultural it, it is yeah, yeah, let's yeah, just call sure. it let's just you know be honest about that and so it's just there's this magical specialness about christmas time that i cannot not associate christmas I have to think of Christmas cheer. Yeah. I have to from McClelland. And uh and, and we're only a few years removed of this. I think their last one was twenty I think it was twenty eighteen, but they produced it in twenty seventeen. I think that or or maybe it was twenty seventeen and they produced it in twenty sixteen. Because they always did it a year in advance. Either way. Yeah, yeah. E- either way. I th- I think that's well, I yeah, I can't I can't remember anyway. You know, so we've been several years removed now, but I still have a lot, several tens of this at the house because it's it's just one of my one of my favorites, yeah. and um and and so I cannot have a discussion about you know Christmas time tobaccos and the experience of smoking tobacco at Christmas time without talking about that. When we think about Christmas and especially our family gatherings and the the majesty of it, the magic of it, um you know all the baubles and glitter and um, you know, in the in the shiny foil paper of of our presents and gifts and the the lights and things that are so special, we 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 spend a little extra money this time of year making things feel, uh, you know, premium and just right, you know, and and Christmas cheer to me with that red red label, and a handsome tall hundred gram tin, and that gold foil, it 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 it, it just encapsulates what. Christmas looks like to yeah me. it yeah. just encapsulates it and yeah. there's a reason that 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 magic for me is so associated and then of course as a Virginia lover you know Mike McNeil would would travel the 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 country you know going or at least the tobacco part of the country <laughs> you know looking for this premium red leaf that he would use to you know essentially become the the centerpiece of this blend and um, and, and every single year it was like opening a new present, literally opening a present because each year was a little different and we got to see, Oh, what did Mike come up with this year? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I cannot, I, I can't imagine thinking about Christmas without it. Yeah. Um, is, a, is there a particular year out of curiosity? Like, like the, my favorite continues to be 2013, 2013 of, of all the yeah. ones that I, uh, have smoked. I, my favorite year continues to be 2013. Mm. Yeah, but they're all good. I, I haven't had a bad one, and they're just they're just fantastic. Yeah, man, you so. crack open. A, I tell you what, we in, back in Vegas, man. We were uh, we, we were presented with a lot of different Christmas cheer from over several different years. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh man, it's 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 really something. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, really neat. Uh, also, holiday spirit, which was also made. By I McCall. love holiday spirit. A lot of yes. that, it's an aromatic tobacco, and it tasted 
so good. Yeah, it was and, delicious. And, and, you know, of course, you know, Mike didn't really enjoy making aromatic tobaccos, but but it was one of those aromatics he made that was really, really good. Yeah. Even though Mike didn't enjoy making them, he made some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, that's a McClellan product as well. So uh, it had kind of a rum and pecan topping with a little bit of chocolate. Oh, so, yeah, it was delicious. Um, but anyway, those two for me, if I'm thinking about Christmas past, the old curmudgeon Scrooge McColl goes back and thinks about those, and then he, and then he starts to warm his heart towards tobacco. And as he sits in his chair, smoking the ghostly pipe tobacco that was presented to him, enjoying the sensations and the flavors, taking him back to circa 2013 Christmas cheer, or, or probably 2014, because he would have opened it the year. Anyway, the point is that he was <laughs> as he smokes Christmas cheer and remembers fondly. The amazing talents of the past that once inspired him, he starts to think that perhaps there might be something to this pipe tobacco after all. But before he can gain any kind of hope or or extreme joy and love for what's to come, all he can say is... Bo humbug, Bo humbug. Yeah, I just forgot to work it in there. You know? No, I mean, you, you did. You did great. You did great. This is this is theater at its finest. And so he goes back to sleep until the clock strikes two. Dong, dong. And there, glowing beside his bed yet again, another pipe tobacco presents itself. This one no longer in the same category that is no longer available. This one readily available. Available to find across the pipe waves even this very day. And what, John David Cole, is that tobacco that you see today to represent the, the ghost, the spirit, the pipe tobacco of Christmas present? <laughs> Christmas confusion present. <laughs> When I think about pipe tobacco of of the present for Christmas time, I think about the homages that have been created of the tobacco's Christmas past. Mm. And the there there and there is one that comes to the top and it is currently the bell of the ball and it is Kringle Flake from uh, Sutliff. Kringle Yeah, yeah, from Sutliff. Absolutely. It is Kringle yeah, yeah. Flake from Sutliff. Now, I, you know, this is interesting to me. This is an interesting discussion and maybe it's a maybe it's a another even another episode. But I do I, I think Sutliff and and we have friends at Sutliff, so I you know, it's easy for me to brag on them. But like I think Sutliff over the past 5 years has kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, they've been around forever. I was about to say that's no, not no, exactly I, out of so nowhere. I, so I don't mean that, but what in in that sense, what I mean is that as McClellan exited the the stage, yeah. Sutliff has been the surprising heir to a lot of that market. Mm, they filled that vacuum. They and they haven't done it exactly. It's not sure. a one to one deal, They're, and that's very obvious. It's just there's nothing like the old stuff. But meat pie from the country square. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you but shepherd's you think pie. about I'm sorry. shepherd's pie. From shepherd's pie. Yeah. yeah. But you think about it's just not the same. It doesn't mean it's better or worse. It's just not the same. But but they have been is particularly with this flavor profile. Mm, yeah. They have been in in my mind an unlikely successor that has become successful yeah. in this space. And, and, and I, I applaud them. I, I think they have just really worked very hard at that exact goal. Yeah. And, and they, and, and with Kringle Flake, I think every year as they come out with this, it's, 
it, it it's it's an opus for them. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I really think so. Yeah, Kringle Flake is is great. It has uh you know again we think of a malty vinegariness that when you open the tin is very present. It's a just a, a beautiful flake that kind of crumbles in your hand very easily. It tends to be a little moist, so sometimes we let it air out. Just um, you know, like other good flake tobaccos, but but. It's again malty and vinegary. It has just the right of gra- amount of grass, and then and you get a little bit of that stewed fruit note Ooh. that's in there, and and it's just a it's just a great tobacco. And and so again, I kind of you know the Christmas present as people have looked to these homage blends in the in the present, uh, talking about the past. I, I I can't think of a modern Christmas tobacco without thinking about Kringle Flake from Sullivan. Man. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a I think it's a successory. That's it's obviously different, very different, but it is a I think they've done a good job filling some of that space and I'm I'm really proud of what they've done. And as John David smoke this Kringle Flake, <laughs> visions started to appear in his mind. He could see all of the amazing things going on this very day in the pipe tobacco world. That Sutliff has become this innovative surprise hit out of nowhere that been around for forever, so not really out of no. But, but, but yeah. anyway, point is not that, totally surprising. Not totally surprising, but at the same right. time, they're, they're out here, man. They're out here. Anyway, so it, is the narrator drunk? Yeah. It's it's what is it? Ten a.m. Yeah, no, a little <laughs> five o'clock somewhere. It's In Vegas. The, the Christmas present, past or future. And so he starts seeing all of these wonderful pipe tobacco enthusiasts all around the world, tobacconists raising up, making incredible blends, and he starts to once again. Uh, get inspired and think about what's to come. But as he looks around and sees all of these amazing faces, there's one face that's missing. Tiny Quinn is no longer anywhere to be seen. <gasps> what has happened to Tiny Quinn? Or, what has happened to Tiny Quinn? <laughs> Scrooge John David thought. But of course, as he smoked the pipe tobacco, it told him that without John David there to continue to inspire him, to fuel that inspiration as his as his mentor, then... There was an empty tobacconist chair because Quinn, the intern, went on to be an accountant or something. I don't know. So and he's not ne- dead. He's fine. But and next to the air conditioner that was turned off. Yes. Still. T- tiny Quinn. is. <laughs> <laughs> he melted. He fa- well, he found a job where they actually like you know, turn on the AC. That's what it is. Anyway, point is, so uh, dis- somewhat distraught and yet hopeful at the same time, John David determined to see this night through, goes back to bed where once again, oh, the clock would strike. Three. Now, an eerie glue, glue, glue? No, an eerie glow took the room. Something different from everything that had transpired before. Because you see, John David had experienced the pipe tobaccos of the past. Even this very day, he experiences the pipe tobaccos of the present. But now, the pipe tobacco of Christmas future was here. A pipe tobacco not yet on the market. Something to capture the imagination as John David packed his pipe with this illuminated pipe tobacco and began to draw it into his pipe suddenly his bing's favorite obviously i know that i didn't paint that as a picture but we all saw it as it's a literal thing right a bathrobe and a bing's favorite exactly and one of those cap you know how how, uh always wears the cap cap with the little ball hanging off the top yeah you're wearing that too yeah i I probably should have set that up at the beginning but but here we are (laughs) anyways he smarts to smoke it he he, uh, suddenly he gets visions of pipe tobacco's future john david what is this pipe tobacco of christmas future that you are enjoying 
pipe tobaccos of Christmas future, when I think of of the blends to come in Christmas future and, and, and what will really be the showpieces, I think, of, of people's future traditions, good or not, they're going, or, or, or whether you want it to be or not, because a lot of people just have trouble pivoting, you know, because pipe industry is just so, it, it's, you know, it's very, you know, inert, I guess. It can be. It, it, can, it, it can, can be. be. I mean, we're, that's we're, a topic of discussion. It is. Sure. We've, even, we've even talked about <laughs> right? that on the yeah, show. Yeah. But anyway, I think the tobaccos of Christmas future are going to be the artisan small batch blended mm. tobaccos. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And that's not just me talking as a artisan small batch blender. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. When I when I think of the the future of you know, we have we've talked so much particularly in the past several months I think about how the 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 future of the industry and the future of our hobby is not being driven from the people that are in the big companies. It's being driven by the smoker. Right, exactly. It's being driven by the consumer, by the enthusiast, by the person who's passionate, right? And I think that's where that that group is going to be the group that in some way even produces. Yes, yes. Those, yes, those John David, yes. To bet, yes, John yes. David, yes. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just like yes and amen. I'm, I'm with go- you. On this. <laughs> They're going to those. That's going to be the people right. that are the catalyst for and the, and even produce the the tobaccos of Christmas future. I I I in in some real sense think that that that's going to be the case. You know, and so your your tobaccos of Christmas future may not come in a vacuum sealed tin that was produced in a factory. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it may mm-hmm. not. It, it may not have a uh, label applied in the way that you think with a government warning on it. It might look a lot more like something that was produced in a bakery or, yep. you know, in a in a place with a small batch, uh, you know, place where people make uh, baked, you know, I don't know, cookies or something. That That's the thing. I think I think when I think of Christmas future tobaccos, I think of these small batch artisanal blends that are being produced on a small scale and folks embracing real people in the pipe community and not necessarily, you know, brand name, brand name tobaccos. Mm. I I think that's, I think that's going to happen more and more. You know, is our little store maybe a little part of that with things like figgy pudding and cordial friends? Maybe, but I, but I think even more, you're going to see people like Ken Byron Ventures, who I just continue to applaud Jeremy as being one of the you know best small batch tobacconists in America, the world. I think you're going to see people like him experimenting and producing blends that are captivating and sought after and and where people weave that into a part of their their holiday tradition. And I like that. Yeah, I really, really like that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's good. It really is is bringing uh, again. It, it's it's if we're talking about the the hobby and the community being driven not from the top down but from the bottom up in some sense. Like that's the that's kind of the ultimate way the in future, which that yeah. happens. Absolutely. Is that it's the present too to some extent. And to some yeah. extent, it is the present. But I think as we go more and more, yeah. 
as these big companies pivot in different directions and even are, are regulated harder, where it's going to be more and more difficult for them to come out with new stuff, I think you're going to see this area filled by, in some sense, the consumer yeah. or, or at least the, the artisan, right. you know, and I like that and I want to be a part of that. And I, and I pray that, that our, that our store and our, you know, our business continues to be a part of that. And, uh, and I look forward to seeing what other, what other folks are doing. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. And as the various complexities of these artisanal blends were all mixed together in his Bing's favorite, suddenly John David Scrooge, no more, found himself illuminated, excited, invigorated, suddenly wanting to drop everything he was doing and get back into the proverbial kitchen. He jumped out of bed, of which, because he was dreaming. Uh, was that implied that this was all a dream? I feel I, I like think, in The Christmas Carol, it's I implied so. it's all a dream, I, I right? I so, yeah. Okay, so he jumps out of bed, and and and, and Nina's like, why it's three o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> you don't <laughs> typically wake up until 11. He's like, I've got to get to the country squire. <laughs> he quickly jumps into Why did truck. my dreams give me tongue bite? <laughs> <laughs> he jumps into his truck, and he j- drives the long journey of like five minutes down the road to the store, and he immediately fl- springs on the lights and grabs all of the various pipe tobacco, some he'd been saving for years, finding all kinds of newest blends and ideas circulating and percolating and going all together. When it was all said and done, he had packaged up some of the most amazing premium pipe tobacco he had ever created. He couldn't believe it, and he thought, no, nay, while I sell this this Christmas, I will package it up and let it store and rest and age until next Christmas. But today, I will give this to Tiny Quinn to show him that I have not lost the vigor. So he immediately, let's just say it's been a couple of hours, and now it's like an appropriate hour to go to somebody's house on <laughs> Christmas Day, he immediately jumps back in his truck, forgetting his wife and children entirely, even though it's Christmas morning, and goes straight to Quinn, uh, Tiny Quinn's house, busting on the door. Is Quinn married? Yes. Quinn's wife answers the door. <laughs> she is appalled that John David Scrooge would come here on Christmas Day, thinking for surely he was here to demand that Quinn get back to the tobacco grind. Tiny Quinn started humbling, uh, hobbling his way to the door. It's, um, but Mr. John David Scrooge, you said I could have Christmas Day off. Ah, well, what I actually want to do is give you this premium pipe tobacco that I just made. <laughs> they all smoked it there on Tiny Quinn's porch before John David went back home to spend the right amount of time with his wife and children. Because and he's Quinn's not. wife praised the Lord that his boss left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Christmas Day. And as this amazing Christmas miracle from Christmas tobaccos of past, present, and future had all come together to reinvigorate a celebrated tobacconist in Jackson, Mississippi. Quinn, Tiny Quinn, said it best when he said, God bless us, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was, that was very good. And, and, and to you too. And to you too, sir. <laughs> very well done. I think so. I, 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 that is great. It, it is kind of neat thinking about like all the the majesty and tradition that is built into this mm. time of year and uh, and <laughs> having a little fun with the story that, you know, so many people in the Western world know. And um, and it, but but thinking, ref- taking it as a time to really reflect on uh, tobaccos that that help make this time of year special. And um, yeah, 
So we'll, we'll see where it goes. Right and yeah, that's uh, it's beautiful. And you know, the great thing you think about the, uh, the various holiday traditions that exist within the tobacco industry, you know, the same could be said about the pipe industry as well. Of like course. I mentioned before at the top of the show, when we think about uh, the entire holiday season, and I'm talking about from the beginning of getting ready for Halloween to, uh, to like the very tail tip end of the Christmas season. That's right. What pipe comes to mind? The most iconic pipe here in America, that is the corn cob pipe. And of course, if you're thinking of corn cob pipe, you're thinking of pipes from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That is right. Now, if you're listening to this and I'm doing my math right, this will probably be the last day that Missouri Meerschaum is doing their holiday hoopla. Hoopla! It's every Wednesday between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. So uh, if you are listening to this on the morning of, of this day, check on their Facebook page and see if that's the case because they've got some really cool promotions going yeah. on with that. But if it if we if you're listening to this a little past that and you've missed the holiday hoopla, Missouri Meerschaum is always there and eager to um, you know help you with your own you know holiday traditions related to the pipe. And so please go to corncobpipe.com. Uh, check out every every good you know option that they have as far as uh, pipes go. They're always continuing to innovate and of course bring uh, quality tradition back to our uh, to our industry. So check them out. I, who knows? Maybe they can even ship you something in time to put under the tree. There you go. Big thanks to our friends at Missouri Mission for sponsoring this show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. question of the week this week coming in from chad ashton who says as a new smoker is it typical to be unable to tell much of any difference between tobacco at least with all of the aromatics i've tried so far they all taste pretty much the same the only time i noticed much difference was when i tried plum pudding the first time it was definitely different than the aromatics i've had before and this is chad now this is a great question because yeah. you know you think about a lot of different and you think about like how many times to kind of make a comparison have you heard somebody that doesn't drink beer say i don't like i don't like beer it all tastes the same it's like well if you drink beer, if you are someone who consumes beer, you know, well, that's not true. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But when you don't, when you're trying something for the first time and you don't really have a a mental 
like context for the various kind of flavors that are there, you kind of just all like lump it all together. On top of that, if you are a new beer connoisseur, you're probably just going to kind of like the standard beers that people know of. You're not. They all taste the same. Coors Light, uh-huh. Miller Light, exactly. Globe Ultra, Bud Light. <laughs> I would imagine the same is true for the new pipe tobacco. Sure. Smoker. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's right. And so, Chad, what you're you know describing here is very common, and we deal with new pipe smokers on this quite a bit. And and what you did is actually something thing that I recommend people and have recommended on the show many times. And that's what I've referred to in the past is shocking your palate. Mm, um, yes. That, you know, you think about you've tried these aromatics and now you've thrown plum pudding in the mixture and you've taken that first step in doing something that's just very different. So imagine drinking all these really, you know, light beers that have a very similar flavor profile. And then you have, you know, your first I don't know, Guinness or, you know, whatever it is, you know, and you're like, oh, beer can taste like that. Well, the same thing happens in pipe tobacco, right? We try, you know, a lot of these topped uh, aromatic tobaccos that may be great tobaccos, but, you know, there's a lot of similarity there with moisture content, flavor profile, all this stuff. And so they just all kind of blend together and, you know, you're, you're not really tasting much of anything other than just maybe a little sweet heat, you know, mm. and so you throw something like plum pudding in the mix and it's got these, you know, Latakia and Orientals and all this stuff. And you're like, well, oh, oh, well, that well, that's different, you know, and so you've shocked your palate. You've done exactly what we it's tell the, people. Yeah, to exactly. It's such a Yeah. And so I encourage you to continue to do that. Try to find tobaccos that are in categories that you have not experienced yet. And what and I, I don't want to promise you, but I almost promise you. <laughs> That when you circle back around to those aromatics after a few months of doing this, you'll experience them differently. You will. I I really think probably so. Maybe not, but 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 a lot of times that is the case. And so so keep at it. Keep trying different things. Um, I think what we see again with you know newer pipe smokers is that it's uh you know it's typical just to taste kind of a at first it tastes good, but then they kind of all run together. It just kind of tastes like sweet heat you know it's just that kind of thing and so and so shocking your palate is really uh really helpful and um and and so you're going down the right path it's good stuff man great question chad thank you so much for that and if you've got a a pipe question for us send it into the show that is show at country squire radio.com quick fire with the squire All right, man. Quick fire questions. You know how in the past we've done like holiday themed quick fire questions for our Christmas special? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that this time. We've had to. (laughs) (laughs) I used all of my creative juices for the whole. For the other other stuff. Right. (laughs) I'm taking a break. (laughs) This this will be like probably the lamest we've ever done. You ready for this? All right. Yep. Ready. Let's do it. Moon or stars? (laughs) I just went like super Southern. Yeah. Moon or stars. Yeah. moon, Moon or stars. I don't know. I guess. I guess the moon. You shoot for the moon. You still end up amongst the stars. Yeah. I think they sell. I think that saying is on something you can buy at Hobby Lobby right now. And like, it's that. Okay. Anyway, it's also scientifically not correct. The moon is much closer than the stars. Yeah, and then so you won't land in the stars. You'll just orbit the sun right until you die. Yeah. Well, no. Actually, if you miss the, if you don't make it to the moon, you're going to orbit the Earth. If you overshoot, if you overshoot the moon, then you'll. Let's just like aim for the moon and. You, you, you better hit the moon. Yeah, aim for the moon. You'll probably hit the moon. It's pretty big. You know what I mean? You're not going to miss it. You know? And once you get there, it's made of cheese, right? So you can, you'll be fine. All right, What's there. the next one, Bo? Jeez. Forest or river? Uh, 
forest. I was thinking forest at first, but then I was thinking there's a lot of spiders in the forest. Wow. But then I was thinking river, and I was like, but it's wet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to go forest. Forest. Uh, I'm going to go river. I love, man, I love, look, I love fishing in the river. I love um, wading in the river and doing some fishing. That makes one of us. So great. Uh, Heads or tails? Call it. Heads. Tails. Green or yellow? Green. That's my favorite color. Uh, Green, you know? I like green a lot. I'm, I'm gonna go yellow. I'm gonna go. I here's the thing. I really like yellow. I can't pull it off though. Worth anything. Like every yeah. once in a while, I'll go buy Banana Republic, and I can think because they're called Banana Republic, they always have some like yellow clothes, right? No, hear me out on this. That's funny because it'll be like it'll be like a gray shirt with like a like a like a yellow like a mustard, you know what I mean? Like yeah. type of like button over shirt over over it, or there'll be like some like kind of mustard pants or something like that. And you and me are so pasty that it just it looks terrible. Out. Yeah. yeah, and so like I always get it and I'll try it on and look like oh, yeah, I can't make this work. This is not yeah supposed to happen, but I want to, so I'm gonna say yellow, uh, and then finally gray or purple. Gray. Yeah, I I I wear a lot of gray. I guess I'm just associating this with clothing, with honestly. Clothing. Purple is the color of, of royalty and of, you know. No, purple's great. and all that. I mean, yeah. I love purple, but. Look, I, uh, I live in the purple and pink world with my two daughters. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And like, yeah. I got a lot of purple all Same. over the place, but yep. I, I like I like gray. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's the extremely lame and quick, quick fire questions. Imagine that. <laughs> if quick got... fire questions living up to its name being quick. The first time in history it yeah. ever has. Oh, come on. That's not, that's probably <laughs> accurate. Uh, if you've got some quick fire questions, send them in the show. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, this one's coming in from Gabriel. Gabriel Roper. Uh, Gabriel has been hooking us up this uh, this yeah. season. He says, uh, uh, the pipe bug has bitten me hard, so much so. Not, not a humbug, by the way. <laughs> What does poor Gabriel have to say? The pipe bug has bitten me hard so much that my wife has been upset at my newly acquired TAD and PAD. Now, let's pause uh, here. Tad and pad. What are tad and pad? Well, they're not diseases that you catch, <laughs> but they but they have a similar effect ah, in, in putting you down. Yes, yeah, tobacco yes, yes. acquisition disorder and pipe acquisition disorder. They may not send you to the doctor, but they're just as expensive. <laughs> He says, however, however, I'm now planning to try my hand at making my own pipes. I'm a woodworker and growing my own tobacco. Can y'all point me to some resources for learning to grow my own Virginias and finding some good seeds? Uh, Thanks again for the laughs and serious education on all things pipe related. Keep up the good work. So he's looking for some resources on. We've had this uh, question recently. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big help in that. And to be honest with you, I didn't even research to to try to be because this is just so out of my league and wheelhouse yeah. like i you know i we take leaf once it's you know been harvested and we do stuff <laughs> you let it. others do all the hard work I, all the other hard work that requires like the actual you know man stuff the growing tobacco and sweat and tears and all that like we let someone else do that but uh, I, i'm just i'm not super qualified to to discuss it anyway yeah i i'm glad that you know hopefully your wife has uh become more and more gracious over time. Yeah, just tame tame your uh, tad and pad a little bit. Try to pump the brakes, you know, because, you know, we don't want you sleeping on, on the couch uh, Christmas Eve. So. No, of course not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I hate to even say this because typically when we get pipe questions in and, and, and you know, even just in listener feedback and that sort of thing, I think that's part of the reason this is a listener feedback and not a pipe question for that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sure, reason. Sure. But there is just, there's amazing folks out there on, on YouTube. Uh, you'll find some great forums as well. You know, the internet is your best friend from that standpoint. It is. I, there are actually forums on and off, most, mostly actually off of Facebook because of just tobacco related sure. stuff and Facebook don't really cross. Pollinate. Don't very we well, know but, it? That's right. Um, but anyway, um, there are some forums that uh, folks have created, you know, for uh, either growing tobacco or processing tobacco. And a lot of this you'll probably find, to be honest with you, in folks, what, what I've experienced when I've just dug into this world a little kind of surface, surface like, is that a lot of these people that you'll bump into that have something to say about growing tobacco are going to be in related industries. So maybe they're not Interesting. necessarily okay. talking about pipe tobacco, but you're going to find people that make a lot of chewing tobacco. It's real popular, the kind of artisan chewing tobacco, you know, growing that, processing it your own. Uh, a lot of folks that even experiment growing their own cigarette tobacco or cigar leaf or whatever. Just just hunt around for that kind of thing and be willing to take advice from people in you know, these kind of, kind of related or cousin, uh, hobby groups. Yeah. Good luck to you. I, I wish we could be more of a resource there, but, um, I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> That's good. Man. We, I, a good friend of mine, uh, took, you know, someone smuggled some tobacco seeds, I don't know, somewhere and tried to grow <laughs> tobacco. And then it's like, it didn't work out. And it's uh-huh. like, I don't know. I just, I, I'm God bless farmers. Cause they, they are, they are just miracle work. No, man, it's it's uh, what do you say? It's an art, not a science. Sometimes it is. You really just, have to know yep. the the land, uh, and as as well as you like know like do all the research on the seed. If you don't know the land, it's not going anywhere. You yeah, know? that's true. So best of luck to you. Good luck on that journey, and uh, thank you for your feedback. Hey, if y'all got some feedback for us, send them into the show. That is email address at show at countrysquireradio.com. You can, of course follow us throughout the week. You can follow the show at Squire Radio. John David at John David Cole and the shop at underscore Country Squire. But all that information and more can be found at Country Squire Radio. Well, in the words of Tiny Quinn, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Bo, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. And I, um, I hope after this episode, Quinn still works for me. <laughs> hey. Well, here's hoping and hey, let's go have a Christmas day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.